This podcast is brought to you by Shock Radio. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Undergrads podcast with me, Sophie Green, Jess Mason, Abby Titmuth and Emma White. So today we'll be talking about climate change. And the reason we're doing this is because of the current events that are happening with the COP26 summit and obviously we want to make sure that our topics are relevant in the current events and the news world. So what is climate change? I think I would define it as a very large scale, a long-term shift in weather patterns and in the temperatures of our globe. So one of the main factors for climate change is greenhouse gases. So you've got carbon dioxide, for example, and these form a blanket around the planet and the blanket then traps the heat, causing the earth to heat up. um, And this is known as the greenhouse effect. So there's a lot of human and physical factors which do contribute to the greenhouse effect. But at the moment, the human factors do definitely outweigh the physical Mm -hmm. ones as the physical ones would not cause this long-term shift and this and that's why all these protests are going on yes exactly yeah yeah so it is like sort of important to say that climate change is quite a natural thing and global warming is something that does occur and it goes through processes within the earth where the temperature of everything does heat up and cool down but actions from humanity and society at the moment are definitely increasing that temperature at a much faster rate than it should be we're basically ruining the earth. Yeah, we are. A you can bit, see yeah. why all these film writers write in films these like mass executions, yeah, like zombie populations, yeah, like yeah. kingsmen. You can see why they do it. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's something that I have found. It might just be because I've started to switch on a little bit more with the news over the last few years, wanting to be a journalist. But it's definitely something that has been brought to the attention of wider society very recently and obviously with COP26 at the moment it is high on everyone's priorities um like Jess said there are loads of protests going on around the world and especially in Glasgow there was a massive one um on Saturday yeah I mean obviously it depends what country you're in but obviously in this country the Green Party is not as big as um you know Labour Conservatives but in um Know, countries such as Norway. I've got a flatmate from Norway and he first hand experience he says that the main party, you know, of their country is green and it's all about what they can do for the environment. So yeah, it's good that it's becoming in the mainstream media because, you know, Green Party is a relatively smaller party and stuff like that. Definitely, yeah. So COP twenty six is ongoing at the moment in Glasgow between the thirty first of October and the twelfth of November. So there is 25,000 people who are coming together from journalists to politicians who are all coming together to do something about climate change, which hopefully could affect our daily lives in a more positive way. So they want to, have, they want to inspire action. However, the 2014 deal did fail in the past, so we need to try and stay optimistic that this deal will go ahead and action will take place to save the future generations from global warming. Um, So what was actually agreed at the meeting, 100 world leaders promised to tackle deforestation, Um, so that's quite positive. Definitely, Um, especially with sort of the Amazon rainforest being chopped down, so it's quite good that some influential people in the world are sort of making that change to and starting to realise what the devastating impact the last sort of few years have had. Yeah, 100%. So we've got the 100 world leaders um, promising to help with the tree situation, but we've also got more than 100 countries joining the scheme to cut methane. 
um, which is one of the gases that does contribute to green ha- the greenhouse effect. But will all this actually have an impact when you get countries like China, Russia, some of the big super superpower countries not even turning up to the meetings or becoming involved in this? Um, we need it's a full global attempt to stop climate change. We can't just have um, 100 countries. We need every single leader getting involved, doing their part. Yeah, I think what Emma's saying there is quite important. You know, every although we've got lots and lots of different countries pledging to sort of cut emissions by 30% by 2030, China and Russia in particular are very high emitters of greenhouse gases. So without them, it's sort of you are starting to fight an uphill battle. You do need to get them on side. But it'll be interesting to see what sort of happens. So it is quite positive that people are trying trying the hardest to stop climate change. However, you've got um, like most most coal dependent countries haven't even signed up to shifting away from it. So you've got India and Australia who are still dependent on coal and not planning to move away from it anytime soon. And we all need to act quite fast, really. It's it, we're already feeling the effects of climate change. Definitely, I, I feel like time's running out because as soon as we get to that tipping point, it'll become irreversible. So we need to act fast now before we get to tipping point and before there's nothing we can do about it. So our future is in the hands of the politicians. I think what you're saying there, Sophie, is a really good point. Although uh, politicians and very influential people who are in control of governments and countries do need to be starting to make a change, it is also what the individual person can do. But obviously, if you've got countries as a whole who aren't really committing to anything, then you know that's not really setting the best example to their citizens um, who can, even just the smallest changes, can try and help planet really definitely but like there's lots of different things that we can do together so hopefully that was a nice summary about cop 26 we do just want to make the news a little bit more accessible on this podcast you know if you're not interested in reading news yourself because it is important um but to be honest you can probably go and access your own news about this yeah so there is a really good um person to sort of look at if you're interested in learning more in a more accessible way so she is a bbc weather presenter her name is abby dewhurst uh, she has loads of things on social media about climate change about the weather just in general and loads of things that the individual person can do to help them yeah so now we're just going to have a little bit of debate bit of a debate between us all of what we all personally do um kind of to help the climate and just to hear each other's ideas about what we do so we've been speaking about what each country can do where we're relying on our governments to make choices for us but what can we do independently to make a difference to our climate for me i'm using less plastic bottles as i used to use so many plastic bottles every day full of water bring a water bottle to school with me Uh, but then now i feel like it's just a bit unnecessary really yeah i think that's a really good thing so that you're starting to actively recycle things more but it can just depend on where you live so where we live at our student house we don't actually have a recycling bin but all of us have one at home so simply just a message to your local mp or your landlord can try and sort that out and hopefully just make smaller steps for the good of the environment Yeah, I feel like it's kind of common at student accommodation where we lived last year in first year at Peel Park. There was maybe one recycling bin, but it was on the other side of the campus uh, to where like my flat personally was. And so, yeah, it just makes me think that students won't be kind of forced or told to do recycling themselves either. Definitely. And with such a large number of like 
kids yeah. or Positive. young adults mm-hmm. in sort of a small space that's a lot of rubbish that yeah. is coming out and none of it being recycled and all just going to landfill yeah and there's also the idea of do we need a car and obviously cars are easier to get around for transport yeah but then you have celebrities who are kind of taking advantage of that and jetting off to here there and everywhere yeah. on their private jet i think that they should probably just use the normal yeah. plane so this like, is a good debate for us because all of us drive um all of us and, have yeah and you jess and test. emma have your cars up at uni with you whereas Sophie yeah. and i have left ours at home yeah i must say i did sort of think about bringing mine up um quite a few times but just because of the short journeys it just did not seem feasible for like a quick trip home well, mm-hmm. quick trip five I think, hours but <laughs> i think definitely in the summer um i will you know take it back home it's just in this winter months when it's raining and things and you really can't rely on public transport so i think i would definitely not bring my car here and reduce my carbon footprint if you know the government put into place ways to make public transport more reliable um i know obviously at the minute greater manchester are having uh, an improvement in transport links whether that's trams buses and things like that um there's also the idea of electric cars yeah. as well and hybrid cars because i know my dad he's got a hybrid car mm-hmm. they're just so, so expensive yeah, though, yeah. That's yeah thing. like students just can't afford mm-hmm. them like, i know today i've driven i've driven to uni that's because i was running late I need to get out of the habit yeah, of doing I, that. I think, but we you don't do that very often I at all. We yeah. normally get the bus. And I think this change needs to happen from big companies, you know, such as Tesla, who are creating these hybrid electric cars. You need to make them more accessible to the everyday person. Otherwise, 100%. it's just not There's nothing be more I'd love than an electric car, oh, but beautiful. they're just so expensive. But um, And it's hard to find places to charge them up yeah. as well, and the charge doesn't last long. You have to like pay to actually charge yeah. it up as well, which and is again, Just going back to earlier when I was searching on Norway, um, just because I've had kind of first experience with having um, conversations with my flatmate, in their country they have to pay so much more tax for you know a diesel or a petrol car and most of them are electric now and in every you know car park most of the cars park spaces are for electric cars whereas here if you go to morrison's only about two of the car park spaces are going to be for electric cars um yeah there does yeah. really need to be a whole sort of country and system overhaul in order to 100%. make this better like, it's easy saying like oh go and buy an electric car but you need to make it so much more accessible for uh, yeah and have and the infrastructure in place to actually support them exactly uh, so another thing that we can do is look at our fashion habits as well um i know that i'm quite um sti- not stingy but i'm quite harsh with myself i only buy things when i really need to buy them like clothing and stuff um i have sold quite a few stuff on depop so that's a way of um like recycling clothes really yeah the apps like depop and vinted are definitely really good in comparison to like shein and romwe and all these like horrible fast fashion brands and i do think that's sort of becoming quite trendy at the moment um like secondhand clothing especially depop and vinted they are very very um popular apps at the moment with loads and loads of people using them and it does predominantly tend to be young people using them which is brilliant for sort of you know we are the younger ge- generation and putting those things in place is perfect yeah but then you can't also just blame the individual for buying clothes you know these companies need to start with these micro trends because you know 
things that are currently in this month won't be in next month and these people who this is going to sound really controversial but the people that don't kind of have their own style will just jump onto these micro trends but I think what needs to be kind of promoted more is finding your own style like it's fun and uh, yeah I do think that you know. does come with age though yeah um I, I completely agree with what you're saying but I do think I've like having conversations with like my mum my aunties they were still sort of trying to find their own sense of image and especially at university you know you're constantly changing and yeah. becoming more independent and more yourself so or I do believe that you know you shouldn't just jump onto every sort of monthly trend but no but sometimes it, it does it affects your mood overall as well yeah like if you if you're following the trend it makes you feel better as oh, well so i know mom, how my mum feels yeah like when when i tell her that she looks nice and stuff like that because she feels younger on trend and stuff yeah yeah so another thing that we can all do is our diet and be a bit more cautious about the things we eat as i know jess you're a vegan so some people get confused what veganism is all it basically is is not eating meat and dairy i've had quite a few like weird questions over the time i've been vegan like can you still have gravy can you still drink tea and stuff like that and yeah it's just it just shows people's lack of understanding of maybe why they've not like researched it more to even see if they could do it themselves um but that's all it is it's really easy in supermarkets to kind of see what is and isn't vegan the um ingredients on the back are always in bold same for if you have like a wheat allergy or uh whatever like that because milk and eggs are actually allergens as well as just people not wanting to eat them um so it's always in bold so you can easily see if things are vegan or not because some things are labeled accidentally vegan um which i think is quite interesting you know things like oreos bourneville chocolate fingers pringles flaming hot watsits pasta bread like all this stuff is accidentally vegan which people don't know so yeah i'm just kind of here to say that it's not as hard as what um some people might think um and just in preparation for this podcast i was just looking at some stats because i wanted to kind of educate myself more and my, my, remind myself more of why i was doing it and i haven't told the others kind of what the stats are because just thought we could have a discussion about just the stats and see if if you find them surprising or not because a lot of people don't know so as we said earlier in the episode a bit about greenhouse gases so adopting a vegan diet could reduce greenhouse greenhouse gas emissions by two-thirds which i think is quite a lot um what are your guys's opinion i mean abby you're vegetarian so you kind of know why uh it would reduce greenhouse gases yeah definitely so i went veggie about a year ago now um just purely because my friends were doing it and i spoke to them about their reasoning behind it and was quite interested in the choices they made and to be honest i thought it was gonna be a lot harder than it actually was um i slowly phased out meat which i think is the best way to do it um schemes such as veganuary are really good they raise the awareness of this cause and help people become a lot more educated about it but there is quite serious health benefit health implications for just going sort of cold cold turkey essentially um but i think if you slowly phase out meat and animal products that's quite a good way of doing it i don't think i'm quite there to go vegan just yet but i wouldn't sort of rule it out for the future and sometimes it's harder for people if they're in like a family home but with people you know hopefully it's a lot of students listening to this so now they're living on their own even if it's just something there's a kind of campaign going on at the minute called hashtag meat free mondays so even if it's just something as as that um yeah i was i was thinking about going veggie for quite a while before i actually did 
and um but it wasn't until i actually moved out of home and into university halls that i actually fully went veggie as someone who does eat meat um i could consider maybe like a meat-free day obviously with me it is hard because i do still can like i'd I'd stay in student accommodation but i also go home quite a lot as i literally live down the road um yeah but even though like you both you and sophie emma both do eat meat or your carnivores you know you both of you i've noticed do eat a few vegetarian meals and like i've cooked for you and you've eaten that and yeah i've not had any too disgusting comments <laughs> well, definitely like consider maybe trying vegetarian meals like once a week or a few times a week but i could never go personally fully vegetarian or even vegan because it's more like health wise because I need my protein. Yeah, I can need get protein to do that from a lot of different sources. You can, but and not, it's to not the processed. Same, but it's not to the same extent but as meat. Isn't like you need no, so, meat. So B twelve is what is in protein. Do you think B twelve is just in cows? It gets injected into the cows. So if you just take a B twelve supplement. You're getting equally as what but you why want. Why should you have to take supplements? Because and what the that supplements have been produced are in the cows. If, yeah, but if you're... The, the, the cows don't naturally have them. They get injected with the B12, so you're just taking it without eating the cow. I think it does depend on Sophie. what Sophie was saying. Like, it just does depend on different individuals and yeah. that we're not trying... It's all about small changes. Yeah, definitely, and which you are doing. And I think that's what the world needs, just small, yeah. minor changes, whether it is through people's diets or, you know, like we said earlier, um, maybe switching to public transport rather than driving everywhere. Yeah, there's, or... a, there's like a stat which relates to transport as well um, and to what we were just talking about. If every family in the UK removed just one meat meal a week, um, it would be the same as taking 16 million cars off the road. And obviously we had this debate earlier of that, you know, people can improve the environment by reducing the carbon footprint with cars or maybe heat, you know, heat in homes is a lot of, is a, takes a lot of toll on the environment. But you need cars and you need heating, but you don't need meat and dairy. It's just a personal choice. So that's my kind of perception on it is you don't need it in comparison to cars and heating personally i would disagree with that because heating yes you do need you definitely need but you've also got jumpers why don't you put jumpers on so it's kind of the same way you need hot water you do need hot water yeah but i, I think we're going to solar power for yeah a lot of exactly stuff like there's lots of different alternatives to do i do agree with you that we do need to cut down our meat consumption i do feel like as a nation we eat too much meat yeah 100 way too much like meat but i don't feel like we should all go vegetarian i feel like or vegan but veg vegetarian i think there's is, other things that we can do yes. first before we all have to like, resort yeah. to that so this resort isn't me arguing just want to know other people's you know can, what, what we can, can do then. yeah but can we also say that you know we are not trying to shove our views onto you oh, like as care. a listener we are not okay. you are it's sort important. of entitled to make your own yeah, decisions go just sorry be going a bit off a, off the tangent or whatever um i'm going to a concert next year a coldplay concert oh yeah sorry about that and they're basically putting their concert on with power generated from the audience so that is another way um, to stop yeah. climate really change. Let's really hope that the concert's good then, because you imagine it's like I know. the so, like, Yeah, <laughs> so every... <laughs> I know, I mean, I've been to a Coldplay concert before, they're amazing. But, um, yeah, so they, they generate, like, the lights and the speakers and stuff, all from 
um, the audience like jumping up and down or just like energy from them really I think that's a really good idea and again it's something an influential sort of um, group and um, 100% they are a massive group and if other bands start seeing that it's working um, they might follow suit fingers crossed yeah I feel like it's a really good idea as well because it makes you feel more participated in the performance that you're as an individual are going to a concert and feeling that you're actually getting involved with them by making it happen making the concert exactly. actually come to life and it, yeah again it's sort of like just a small change that um, needed to happen 100% small changes lead to big changes don't they, they do and that's sort of the overall message that we're trying to get across would you like any more stats yeah go on then go on give us um, some stats as long as you're alright I quite like arg- not arguing so, but disagreeing if you decide to stop consuming dairy and food products you can reduce your carbon footprint from food by more than 70% um, Abby's going to think this is a dig at her but in comparison to vegetarianism which would only reduce it for 30% so again it's all good saying cutting meat and stuff but if we could you know there's a lot of different milks now I mean I know that you probably don't consume dairy milk but milk is literally in everything else kind of like cakes crisps chocolate kind of everything like that um, but there are definitely vegan alternatives now again which yeah people could consider that there's, is a positive there is a lot more vegan there's a like, whole thing now. about kind of like water as well like the you know people used to leave their taps on whilst brushing their teeth and obviously people don't do that anymore people don't hopefully don't have as like long showers and stuff like that um but humans around the world drink 5.2 billion gallons of water a day but cows drink 45 billion gallons of water a day which is i mean i can't do maths but i'm pretty sure that's nine times more than what humans would drink which is just insane to be fed because of the mass consumption of cows and stuff for milk and for you know their bodies for food so yeah just another thing about water um you know all this water could go to ethiopia for children there like it doesn't it doesn't only kind of stop animals in the environment veganism could save nearly eight million human lives by 2050 because if you think of all the amount of food that you're giving and water to these cows it could give to third world countries who don't have this food and water so yeah in conclusion there's a lot of different reasons to be vegan environment being one animal rights being another but it also does essentially kind of help humans and i know that goes off on a little bit of a tangent about this podcast today because we're talking about climate um but water was kind of related to that yeah definitely and jess has definitely raised a few really interesting points i will go home and think about them sorry i didn't i didn't (laughs) shut up there but i just got carried away with the stats because i just like i say i just often look at them to kind of remind myself of why i do it as well yeah um i I think is like we were saying very small changes for each person can make a massive massive difference and meat free mondays or you know no i'm trying to think of another anagram for them but you know small changes can really really help and i think that's what we sort of wanted to get across other than also some information about what's going on in the world and with the COP26 summit that is happening but also just what we're trying to do as well because hopefully by listening you might get a few ideas um, and hopefully make some bigger changes for yourself so that's it for today so thank you all for listening and we shall see you later bye bye